Well, all right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of CoreCast, the podcast of the Cornet Northern California chapter. My name is Robert Teed, and I am thrilled to be your regular host of CoreCast, where we get to bring you guests and content that are both timely and relevant to what's happening in the world of work and workplace. And we keep a particular focus on the Northern California region, which we all know is home to some of the most exciting companies and work and workplace developments on the planet. When I'm not hosting CoreCast, well, my day job is as founder and CEO of Integra Group, where I am an executive coach, a strategic advisor, and a consultant. And if you're interested in learning more about me or my work or how to get in touch with me, please see the show notes. I'm also an active member of the Cornet Northern California chapter. I'm a facilitator in the chapter's leadership development cohort. And of course, I get to host CoreCast. Well, we're in that time of year when the Northern California chapter hosts our annual awards gala. And we do that to recognize three of our outstanding members, our corporate real estate executive of the year, our service provider of the year, and our young leader of the year. And I'm fortunate that I get to interview all three of these folks on CoreCast. On this episode of CoreCast, I'm very excited to welcome the winner of our Young Leader of the Year Award for 2023, Cameron Love. Not only does he have the coolest name in the biz, but he's also just a good egg. And I've had a chance to witness Cameron's work within the Cornet Northern California chapter over the past several years, and, and I've been looking forward to sitting down with him and getting a chance to dig a little bit deeper in a more intimate setting like this. A little bit about Cameron, at least professionally. He is a senior vice president and market leader with Hughes Marino, which he joined in 2019 when he founded their San Francisco office. Uh, previous to Hughes Marino, Cameron worked for the better part of a decade with Cushman and Wakefield, and it was at Cushman that he and I first met. Cameron holds a degree in business from the University of San Francisco, and he's been very active in the nonprofit, the Dante's Boys Foundation, or DBF, and we'll get to hear a lot more about his work with DBF uh, during our conversation. Cameron has been part of Cornet Global since 2013, and he's been actively involved in the Northern California chapter really since the beginning. Uh, he served for most of that time within the Young Leaders Committee, including serving as its chair from 2019 to 2023. And we'll dig more into Cameron's work within the chapter here shortly. Cameron is working on his MCR, his Master of Corporate Real Estate designation from Cornet Global, and we'll see if we can't pin him down uh, as to when he's going to finish that bad boy. Uh, from where I sit, Cameron is a rising star and leader in our chapter and in the corporate real estate and workplace industry, which is evidenced by him being recognized as a young leader of the year for 2023. But let me stop talking about him and start talking with him. Here's my conversation with Cameron Love. Cameron, welcome to CoreCast. Thank you so much for being here and congratulations on being the chapter's young leader of the year. Really well deserved, my friend. Yeah, thank you, Robert. It's a pleasure to to be on the CoreCast and uh, glad to chat more. And, you know, I have one of those first uh, classes that I took from my MCR. I actually uh, was hosted at ServiceNow down in Santa Clara. And I also went to, I think, a lunch with a leader that you hosted. So uh, look up to you and everything that you, you've done for this chapter. Wow. Well, thank you for that. And we have so much history together. It's really cool. Um, you know, I do want to start with... Um, 
asking what I missed in my introduction of you. You know, I always like to start there. I obviously just touched on this, really just the surface of your professional career. But what would you like our listeners to know about you, at least professionally, before we get started? Uh, well, maybe not just professionally, but certainly a, an identity uh, for me is uh, a dad. So I'm a, a dad to to three kids under four years old. Um, so thanks to my amazing wife, I think my uh, my, my 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 role as dad is, is certainly one that's important to me and uh, my 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 home life. But you know, professionally, you know, I lead our Northern California office for for Hughes Marino. So I get. Uh, the ability to both work with my clients uh, as a, a tenant representation broker, but also uh, really lead a team of of great people who do amazing work for our clients throughout the Bay Area and uh, you know, help uh, those who are either newer into the the industry and their careers, uh, you know, advance. And that's been something that's really been one of the best parts of of my role within Hughes Marino. I love that. I and I want to unpack that a little bit, but first I want to congratulate you for being a dad and for uh, you know really making that the biggest part of your identity in, in your introduction. And I think that's that's super cool. Um, how old are the your kids? Yeah, so my oldest Jackson, he's four. He just turned four, and then I have twins who are uh, uh, two in a week, uh, Harper and Cooper. So wow. we were efficient. Wow. Yeah, you've got a whole team there, my friend. Yeah, my wife has a harder job than I do, uh, and she's um, um, taking that on. And we're very fortunate enough to allow for her to to be able to be at home with them. But uh, yeah, that that truly is kind of the biggest part of my identity. I think you know I'm uh, a young leader, right? Uh, I'm only 33, uh, but uh, so much of my 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 life is you know kind of for my 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 why is all about my family. I uh, love that. Love that. Love that. Well, I do want to unpack a little bit of the work that you're doing, and I'd love to hear from you, um, you know, some of the things that you're doing that get you most excited these days. You know, are there projects or clients or types of work that you really enjoy doing that get you excited? Yeah, I, I honestly think, Robert, that I have the the best job in the world. You know, the the role of corporate real estate advisor is one that you know, without an advanced degree in business, an MBA, or, you know, years and years of climbing a corporate ladder, there's not really a position uh, or uh, in a role where you can build the trust of a business leader and parachute into a meaningful, you know, project that directly impacts an organization in the way that what we do, you know, really, really does. So, you know, I feel very lucky that uh, I get to, you know, wake up every day and support uh, business leaders uh, that, you know, are making impacts in uh, in ways that um, that we are in the workplace world. And the, the entrepreneurial aspect of of my position allows for um, creativity. It allows for, you know, adding skills and and flexing new, you know, muscles that, you know, I'm 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 constantly learning. Uh, and and the types of conversations I get to have with people are all, all stimulating and, and unique. So, you know that that is really what I do love about uh, this business is it's tangible, right? You get to see the products and the fruits of your labor, and the types of people that you get to engage with um, are really just top notch. Yeah, I I love the way you describe that. I, I know we'll go back to that a little bit because I'd love to 
you know, to the extent you're willing to share, sort of get in a little bit deeper on you know, not what, you know, you don't have to name any clients or anything, but are there any things that you're really excited about or projects or um, deals, things that you've done, you know, that, that would, uh, you know, be helpful for our listeners to, to get into, but we'll come back to that. You know, this is a chapter podcast, so I'd love to shift into your involvement with Cornet Northern California. You know, when I think of you, I think of somebody that's just highly engaged in the chapter and you have been since you joined. Um, just love for you to share with with our listeners, like what keeps you so engaged in the chapter and, you know, what keeps you coming back? Well, Cornet for me is the best place for those who are committed to this industry of corporate real estate to advance in their career. I mean, I truly feel that at least in my position within this, you know, uh, ecosystem, um, you can be diminished in the value based on everyone's perception of what you do. And I feel like Cornet for me is a, a very tangible way to elevate my role and how people view me because it's not um, just the education and my MCR, but it's the the types of people in this community that are truly, you know, um, seeking to improve each other's experience uh, within the industry. And, you know, my view of, of, of Cornet has been, it's not a place where someone's going to come in and, and start networking and, you know, securing clients right away, but it is a place where you're going to um, have a target-rich environment of advocates, of people that if you spend the time to get to know and to understand what makes them tick and to develop a, a deeper personal relationship, um, the follow-on, the knock-on effects of that will be accretive to your business. So I say, you know, I've had, you know, more engagement with, with Cornet members who just truly want to help me. Hmm. And I think that it comes from a place that you also have to give to this community. So, you know, I've been, like you said, I've been a volunteer, you know, it's Cornet is, is made of, you know, the volunteers who, who give their time to the organization. So I've, I've stayed very involved um, from, from kind of the onset of, of, of joining Cornet. And I was originally on the special events committee through the young leaders group and was planning those lunch with the leaders, our brown bag series. That's um, aside from our mentorship program, the, the most impactful events that the young leaders put on. Um, but then, you know, elevated into a role where I you know had a seat at the chapter level board meetings and was, you know, basically the liaison for the young leaders community of which the, you know, uh, the, the chapter as a whole cares so deeply about, right? This is the future and the kind of the bloodline, so to speak, of Cornet Northern California. So it's it's critical that, you know, our, our young leaders, and again, young leaders is qualified as those who are 35 in, uh, years or younger or seven years or less in the business. It's not just about age, um, but um, that these people feel like they have um, people that can support them as they get involved into the chapter. And, you know, it's been a place that, you know, I, I've got a lot of friends, um, certainly a lot of mentors would consider you one of those, Robert, but um, it's a community that, you know, I've, I definitely feel is home for me. You just gave a really good pitch for, you know, uh, why Cornette and really that idea of being an active member and the value you can get out of it. I, I would love for you to share with anyone who's listening who's not yet a, a member of Cornette or maybe somebody who's a little more passive, 
you know, what advice would you give them as far as like getting engaged uh, in the either joining, you know, why they should join or why they should get more engaged? I think there's the ability to to make your own way within Cornet and find, you know, where you want to spend your time that you'll find the most value in. So I think for me personally, when you think about, you know, a networking organization like Cornet, that's not an obligation for um, you know your your day to day job, but certainly something that you're doing in your off hours. You have to be you know realistic as to you know how much time you can spend and when you're going to spend it. You know, as a as a young dad, you know it's it is challenging to make it to uh, all of the you know after work happy hours and networking events and the chapter meetings. But you know what I've been able to do is. You know, uh, inserts, you know, opportunities for, you know, different events off hours. And and certainly um, those can be, you know, breakfast meetings. And and certainly there's cohorts within the, you know, the chapter that that meet on, you know, different cadences. But, you know, one of the, the most active areas that I've been involved in, and certainly from a planning perspective on leadership within the young leaders has been that lunch with a leader series. And it's been so powerful to be able to carve out an hour and a half in the middle of the day, um, you know, bring 10 to 15 young leaders into the boardroom with a senior executive in the industry and knowledge share. And so for me, it's been, you know, if it's if it's a time constraint, um, there's certainly the ability to kind of make it work for you. And obviously, a lot of the the additional kind of uh, follow-on effects to to what you can get out of Cornet can be done off hours. I think now with the MCR courses being online, um, it doesn't always have to be in person that you have to fly to. Although there's a ton of value in taking these courses in person, in attending the global summit. I've been to I think five summits. I think the summit is probably the the best way to, to, to truly maximize your time. I think that the connections that you can make within a Cornet Global Summit um, would be worth, you know, your membership fee for the entirety year uh, alone. Yeah, th- thank you for sharing that. And I, you just gave a really good sort of overview on. Look, if you want to be part of Cornet, it doesn't have to be super time consuming. I think sometimes people do worry, you know, that it is going to eat up a lot of time or they can't fit it in, you know, to their uh, sort of professional domain. But you just gave a great example of, look, invest an hour and a half here, you know, invest over there and, and sort of fit it in. And you're a young dad with three kids and you're you're making it work. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, so anybody listening, I think Cameron just gave a really good uh, view on why to be engaged and ways to be engaged that aren't necessarily always time consuming. So, well, Cameron, thank you so much for your service to Northern California. You know, it's, it really is members like you, especially our young leader community that keeps the bar really high. And it just is such a benefit to Cornet uh, NorCal, but also Cornet as a whole to have folks like you in the organization. Yeah, really appreciate it. I think just, just the other thing too, on, you know, why Cornet's so important and why this community of of workplace leaders is so important is, you know, we're really in a time right now where, you know, the whole world called into the called into question the utility and the use of, you know, an entire asset class, you know, the, our lifeblood, our our industry, you know, the place of work and offices. So for hundreds hundreds of millions of people across the world for that matter, to all face this same challenge of 
um, the existence of a thing like the office uh, being called into question is an opportunity for for leaders. And, and a lot of those folks who are in Cornet are the, are the leaders that are kind of charting a path forward. So, you know, I think that Cornet is the place for folks who are committed to elevating this industry and to charting a, you know, a path forward um, to be and to spend their time. Yeah. An- another great angle. Love that as well. And, you know, the thought leadership that's available in, in Cornet and certainly in the Northern California chapter is pretty powerful. Uh, a great, you know, great reason to be part of this community. And, and you know, the, the challenge that you just laid out isn't going away anytime soon. That sort of dilemma is going to exist for a bit longer and even more of a reason to be part of this community of thought leaders and workplace leaders and and to really come together and, and figure some things out going forward. So I love that. You know, for the young leaders too, um, that aspect of allies to assist in mentorship as they think about advancing in their careers and finding well, is this the right position for me? Or is there is there something that, you know, might be more intriguing or a better fit? You know, I, I don't know of another organization that is as well suited to support a young person trying to make their way when they might be facing headwinds. So, you know, that's another thing that I really appreciate about Cornet. Thank you for sharing that because I would love the young leaders who might be listening or those that are thinking about joining Cornet or that are young leaders that may be a little bit more passive, you know, to hear what you just said and to you know, one thing I've always found about the, our chapter in particular is it is a group of allies. It is a group of advocates. It is a group of people that want to see everybody succeed. So if you're earlier in career, there's definitely folks all around you that are going to want to help you succeed. And, you know, th- there are people that will take your phone call and there are people that you can network with at meetings and not be, you know, intimidated by. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. And, and I, I hope that the those that are young leaders that are listening or thinking about joining that might be earlier in career heed your advice because i think that's really important for for our industry for sure and certainly for our chapter well let's get to know a little bit more about you you know we've touched on your work at hughes uh and and i want to go back to that a little bit because i just want to do a click into it but before we do that you you obviously are busy uh, dad you shared that with us other than your your, uh, you know, your role as a dad, are there other things that get your attention these days outside of work? Yeah. You, you mentioned it in, in the lead in, um, I'm a board member for a pretty special nonprofit that holds a a place that's dear to my heart. Um, you know, I played baseball in college, played baseball growing up all my life. Um, the game of baseball for me was one of the best teachers. Um, the, you know, the challenge you face dealing with failure, um, playing on a team, you know, sticking to, uh, you know, something you love for me, the game of baseball taught me so much. It, um, afforded me the opportunity to meet my wife. Uh, and you know, I wouldn't be in the same place I am today, um, as a man, if not for the lessons I learned through the game of baseball. So, um, the Dante's boys foundation, um, is a nonprofit organization that, uh, supports underserved youth throughout the Bay area. Uh, providing them opportunities uh, uh, to to play um, athletics, um, but mostly baseball and softball. Um, and so, I, you know, I've uh, been involved as a board member for the past four years. Um, the organization's been around since 2006. We've made about $1.2 million in direct contributions to local organizations. So we do field uh, renovations. We provide, you know, equipment 
Um, we, you know, two of our main events, um, we, uh, for the last 17 years have held high school baseball games at the San Francisco giants ballpark in San Francisco, which is just an awesome experience for high schoolers to have the opportunity to, to play in a big league park. So every year we host that that's in March. Um, we also have a golf tournament. So we, we, we raise money from our community and we make direct donation and contributions to um, youth organizations throughout the Bay Area. And it definitely fills my cup up. It's my way to, to kind of give back because um, I know that without now, the opportunities that were afforded to me uh, to be able to play the game and to fall in love with the game, my life would be in a lot different place. Wow. I, I love that 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 sort of story and in you know what it means to you and it makes me curious about your drive for volunteerism because there's what you just talked about you've been part of other volunteer organizations in the past and you've done a lot of volunteering with cornet so where does your drive for for volunteering come from yeah i mean i think it's about community for me right the the people uh you come across when engaged in volunteer work oftentimes just enriches your day for me. So I think it's, it's, it's surrounding yourself with the people who you, who will make you better. And I think that in, and I find personally, and in, in my experience working through the, the, the foundation, the Dante's boys foundation and Cornette, the types of people who are giving of their time and not always expecting something in return are, are the people you want to be around. So, um, that, and I know that I've been afforded a lot of opportunities based on, you know, just luck of the draw, you know, my, my upbringing and um, a lot of other people aren't really afforded that same, um, you know, situations. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely trying to give back. Yeah. Uh, and that's really impressive and, and just really uh, appreciate your desire to give back and obviously very different organizations, Cornet and DBF, but the, the spirit within you that you want to give back and uh, you know, pay it forward is, is amazing. So thank you for doing that. You know, I, I do want to turn back to your work at Hughes a little bit you mentioned this, you know, it's an interesting time kind of in the industry of, of commercial corporate real estate and workplace generally, especially in our region. Uh, and so if you think about the work that you get to do and the conversations you get to have and some of the, the clients um, that you get to work with, you know, what would a either you could speak about it in a project or an initiative or maybe even a key learning um, that you've had over the last, you know, year or so uh, as a result of kind of the turmoil that our industry's been in what 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 have you learned or what would you like to share or what project has gotten you uh the most excited well i can kind of speak broadly and and maybe it'll lead into some more project specific info um but you know as a tenant advisor we're really on the front lines of you know this industry we're you know connecting and communicating and advising with probably the most important cog of the wheel which is the the corporate tenant i think the the pandemic taught us anything is that buildings are a lot less valuable and the, the industry is in a lot worse place without corporate occupiers in these buildings. You know, so I think our clients, uh, you know, corporate occupiers look to the bro the brokerage community and, and to the advisors to be the experts, right? Uh, and to have an opinion, right? Uh, but, but not just generally to be doom spreading. So I think that that's one of the learnings that, you know, we've you know, I've taken on over, over the past four years really is it's all about educating your client. It's all about educating the market in a way 
that's acting as a true fiduciary and not with a motive, not with, uh, you know, uh, a directive to, you know, uh, enrich yourself, but rather to educate the, the corporate occupier. So, you know, for us, you know, Hughes Marino, we're a, a tenant only firm. We've in our company's history, never had a single landlord listing and never will. Uh, and in a time where, you know, the, the market is shifted to becoming probably the strongest tenants market, at least locally in the Bay Area, potentially in the region's history, um, there's the opportunity for outsized impact that we can make. So you know, certainly the, as the market slowed down and everything seems to be falling apart, um, from my perspective, it's never as bad as it seems. So maybe that's one key takeaway. Um, there are opportunities for uh, people in our profession to really still provide at a core what, what what our you know true directive is is to provide inspiring space uh, for you know our customers uh, you know the the folks that are occupying these offices. Um, to effectuate the best possible real estate transaction, the lowest possible rents, the most flexibility, uh, the the best lease protections, and over time, you know, as we we get we get into transactions, um, now you know, kind of when the world is seemingly falling apart, um, the folks who are able to kind of block out a lot of the minutia, you know, um, and and focus on truly what matters to your client to the project. That's when really you're able to build trust and earn clients for life. So I think, you know, for me, it could be easy to kind of lose sight of, you know, what your your core values are. And, you know, certainly when maybe there's a smaller pie out there, less transactions, people could be, you know, um, certainly led astray, right? And and I, I think for me, it's been about sticking to the core values. And at the end of the day, you know, building trust with our clients. Um, it, uh, it's a fascinating time in our world, especially in the Bay Area. But at the end of the day, it's about, you know, kind of delivering the message uh, that, you know, will truly drive value for, for these clients and these projects. I hear a lot of optimism in what you just said, which I appreciate because you, you said it, there's a lot of sort of doomsday you know, out there, especially in our region, uh, especially when you when you hear discussion around San Francisco, uh, from your perspective, are there sectors or there, you know, what is exciting uh, from your perspective in San Francisco these days? And, and I, I ask that because you hear a lot about AI being kind of a growth sector in San Francisco. Sure. And yeah, are there things, you know, that, that you're seeing that we should also feel hopeful about? I, 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 it's less industry specific for me. I think that there is an uprising of folks who are committed to being a part of the next chapter in San Francisco's history. So speaking to the Bay Area at large, but you know San Francisco, which might be the the most blighted or catch the most headlines or have the you know, the most drastic swings in you know market conditions. I just got done with a lunch uh, with an architect. And I asked him, you know, they're a smaller firm. They have about 20 employees. And I said, you know, you're, you're struggling to get your team back into the office, but you, you really do want them in. And there's all these challenges. They're in a, a part of town that historically is, is not been the safest. And I asked, you know, why, why San Francisco? And obviously their, their, their firm has built a reputation as to being a, a design firm in San Francisco. But his first answer was, I want to be a part of the next chapter. And so that that for me is really inspiring. You know, I I love this city. 
you know, I, I've I've lived in the city for 15 years. I now live in Marin, but I get to drive across the Golden Gate Bridge and see the most beautiful city, in my opinion, in the world. And it inspires me every morning to drive across the bridge and to feel fortunate enough to get to work in the city. Right. So I, I'm very much of the mindset that there is maybe a silent community of folks who are committed um, and are advocates for the uprising and the next wave for San Francisco. There's there's uh, an organization called We Love SF, which I'd recommend anyone listening to the pod check out. It's essentially, um, you know, a PR campaign to tell the other narrative that's not being covered as much that doesn't get all the headlines. That's not the clickbait articles, but it's the community of people who are committed to San Francisco and and know and love the city for all that it has to offer. And so I certainly love SF. Um, I wear my We Love SF pin on my uh, lapel every time I get the chance to. So that's that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a, a silent you know, uh, you know, group of, of people who are committed. Yeah, and we'll make sure to drop the We Love SF uh, details in the show notes as well. And and thank you for sharing that. And I love that you use the phrase uprising because that, you know, I too love San Francisco, uh, Bay Area native. And uh, I really, you know, I think some of the headlines that get um, put out there are disconnected from the realities of the potential of the city. So uh, I love that, you, you know, you're sort of part of that uprising, or at least you want to see it it happen. So thank you for sharing that. Well, let's let's shift back to Cornet a little bit. You've talked about kind of what the Young Leader Program means to you and why, why others should be part of it. Tell us a little bit about what does it mean to you to be recognized by your peers as the Young Leader of the Year in, in, in 2023? It, it means uh, the world to me. I mean, this is a community that obviously I've you know spent a ton of time with and for and uh, you know volunteering. So to to kind of feel that recognition is super humbling. Um, but I think it's also uh, now I have a responsibility uh, within the young leaders group because I still have a couple more years qualifying for the special member rate as young leader, which I again I think is another plug to say that. Uh, you know, if you have the opportunity as a young leader to take advantage of it because there's financial incentive too. But, you know, certainly now I think, and Robert, you know this well, given some of the work you've done with the, the leadership cohort is, you know, I've got the opportunity given I'm, you know, 13 years into my career, but, um, you know, still in that kind of middle zone of of kind of age bracket within, within the organization to try, try to carve a, almost a new path and kind of be a bridge to the greater chapter. Because I've, you know, I've I've known the young leaders group, you know, intimately. I've I've sat on essentially every committee you could sit on within the leadership of the young leader cohort, uh, and and now had the opportunity, you know, as a chair to understand the inner workings of what makes the chapter, you know, function, uh, and what the members want. Right. So now I've got this unique ability. Um, to step into kind of this new phase of um, you know leaving the the young leaders you know uh, cohort and carving a new path, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, I, I I know I speak for our entire membership when I say you know not only are you deserving of this recognition, but we need you to do what you just said, which is so important to the future of our chapter and the future of our. Our, our leadership of the chapter and bringing other young leaders along. So 
uh, congratulations on being recognized by you know the your your peer group and thank you for what you just said about uh you know your obligation or your responsibility to to uh, continue to pay things forward I just think that you know what you said is so important to the future of the chapter and 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 certainly I'm excited to see what you do with that with that responsibility that you have well, what did I not ask you that I should have asked you? I know we covered a lot of ground and, and you, you got a chance to talk about, you know, your personal life and your professional life. But what did I not ask you that that I should have? Yeah, I mean, for others who, who aren't on a volunteer uh, position within Young Leaders or within the chapter, you know, we're always in need of, of hungry and eager volunteers. And there's, um, I know firsthand, opportunities within the leadership of young leaders uh, to get more involved. So you know, a couple of our uh, major you know, initiatives every year, uh, one, I think probably the most important is our mentorship uh, or, you know, uh, uh, events. It's There's a kickoff event. And then um, you, uh, if you're a young leader, you can get paired with senior leaders. And so if if anyone wants to get involved, I'd, I'd point them to the mentorship program because I know um, we're always seeking mentors. Uh, and certainly I think now um, having as many mentees as possible uh, is critical for a really robust, uh, you know, uh, environment uh, within this mentorship program. So I definitely say, um, you know, to plug, to, to plug, you know, one part of Cornet would be to check out the, the mentorship program. And um, you can reach out to, to myself, uh, our, uh, chapter leadership to um, get more involved, but there will be a, a kickoff for the mentorship program um, in the new year and would highly encourage folks to do that. And then there's lots of other membership uh, opportunities uh, to get involved and in, and in chair positions that uh, we generally you know offer as as young leaders age out per se, um, we're always looking for that 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 next step. So this is a, a, a you know shameless plug to 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 kind of uh, uh, bring young young blood and and kind of new fresh faces into into our ranks. Love it. Well, we love shameless plugs uh, relative to Cornette NorCal uh, on this podcast. So thank you for doing that. And and anybody listening, I think it, it's very clear that that Cameron has a lot of enthusiasm for Cornette NorCal and certainly for the Young Leader Program. And I and I hope that you know sort of comes through as you're listening to it. And while you know these are you know plugs that that we're giving for the chapter there's also very real benefit in everything Cameron just talked about and if even if you go back and re-listen to you know why he stays engaged and why he's so active there's such value that he's gotten out of this chapter and that he's been able to contribute to it so and we'll put your information Cameron in the show notes so people can reach out to you so they can reach out uh, to the mentorship committee if, if folks want to connect with you, is LinkedIn a great way to do it? Is it email? What What's the best way for folks to to connect with you? Yeah, LinkedIn would be great. Would love to connect awesome. with anyone in the chapter. Um, my email as well is Cameron, my first name, at HughesMarino.com. Feel free to shoot me a note. And uh, I, if, if you were at the gala, um, there was a skit that we did uh, that made fun of me getting canceled on 
by colleagues for a lunch. It was, you know, the story that uh, because folks aren't coming into the office as much, you know, I get really excited about my lunch dates and my, you know, my lunch meetings. And, and uh, there was a, a funny joke that my lunch got canceled. And then I had to go to the the office uh, kitchen to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But then two of my Cornet colleagues dropped in and and brought me lunch. So, anyways, um, would love to chance to meet more people through Cornet, and I'm always game to break bread and uh, to make connections over lunch. So, look forward to doing so uh, if if anyone's interested. Awesome. Well, you know, once again, congratulations, Cameron, for you know being recognized as a young leader of the year for 2023. Thank you so much for all you do for Cornet Northern California and for the young leader community. Uh, I'm really excited to see, you know, how you go forward and, you know, sort of embrace that responsibility that you talked about and just really appreciate you spending time with us today on CoreCast. Thank you so much for doing it. Yeah, my pleasure, Robert. Thank you. Well, I really enjoyed that conversation with Cameron and it should be obvious to everybody listening why he was recognized as the young leader of the year for 2023. He's clearly contributed so much already. Uh, and he's positioned to contribute so much going forward. So once again, congratulations to Cameron for being the 2023 Young Leader of the Year. Uh, Well, that is it for this episode. You know, we always like to end with thanking you, our listeners. And the only thing we ask in return is that you please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues and that you post about it and you post a link to it on your social media. You can find links to all our past episodes on the Cornet Northern California chapter website. And you can subscribe to hear our future episodes on iTunes or anywhere you get your pods. And if you have an idea for an upcoming episode, we'd love to hear from you. And our contact information is in the show notes. And that's it for this episode of CoreCast. This is Robert Teed signing off. Until next time, work well and be well.